Hey, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to The Driving Show. You guys, we've made it through another week. It is Saturday morning. It is time to talk about cars. How's it going? Doing all right? My name is John Hammer. John Hammer, H-A-M-M-E-R. People like Hammer, like the tool. And then all my friends go, he's a tool. (laughs) Believe me, I've heard the joke for years. That one, and then, of course, when I did, uh, so years ago, I used to be the, uh, I was the NASCAR expert for the number one morning radio show in Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, Maryland. It was a big rock station there. And for three years, every Monday morning, uh, I was on the show and we talk about what was uh, going on in the world of NASCAR and whatnot. It was a lot of fun, right? So they had (sighs) great guys. Maybe they weren't the world's biggest gearheads, right? But they were just kind of jumping on the NASCAR bandwagon. So it was a deal. So that's how I I got on with with the show. And so they had all of these different MC Hammer Things made up for me, you know, and all the hammer time. Joke, I mean, all the every yes, every MC Hammer cliche, every put the hammer down cliche. All I mean, I heard all of it over the years, you guys. I really have. So please don't post any of that stuff on my social media because you can't come up with anything <laughs> new on that one. Coming up here in the show today, we've got a, a lot going on here. We're going to talk about the latest and greatest things happening in the world of IndyCar. They made some pretty big announcements this week, uh, and I will uh, get you inside that press conference to. Find Find out more about those types of things. We've got a very cool song of the week that is actually a timely song of the week. It has something to do with uh, things going on in the news. We'll tie all of that together coming up in a little while. Did you happen to watch Talladega from NASCAR uh, last weekend? It was um, it was interesting. I mean, you got to... <laughs> Even if you're not a NASCAR fan, you, you, people tend to pay attention to the restrictor plate races because they are... Uh, they're an unknown. Anything can happen. We always talk about the big one, the big giant crash that tends to happen. We actually had uh, what my son, my, my, my boy's 10 years old, and he, he called it. We had the, he's yelling at me. I was downstairs in the garage working, and he's yelling at me going, ah, Dad, it's the big one. And then he yells back. He goes, nope, it was just a mini big one. And then we had a big one later. The short story is out of 40 cars that started the race, only 14 finished. It was big, so we'll talk about that coming up in a little while. What's going on in NASCAR, uh, excuse me, Formula One's silly season. We've got some tweaks coming to uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Again, more tweaks to it for next year's fall race, which is going to be run on the Roval, so that's kind of wild. Um, I have a story about a tragic death that involves a car, and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because it is just one of the most oddball stories that I've ever heard. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in a little while. And finally, finally, what does it take to actually get a five-star rating as an Uber passenger? Because, you know, Uber drivers are now ranking their passengers as well. So if you're a jerk passenger, they can let other Uber drivers know, and those drivers can actually pass on you if they don't want to if they don't want to pick you up. So uh, how do you get a five-star rating? We're going to find out actually from an actual Uber driver. So we've got all that stuff coming up and a whole lot more too. It's all right here on today's episode of The Driving Show. But it's time right now to get ourselves going. And we started off today with the news. (laughs) 
So Tesla's new Model 3 isn't selling the way they'd like it to, and the company has had to pull back the reins on things a little bit. In fact, just this past week, they laid off hundreds of employees, and not just assembly line workers, but also engineers and managers and sales reps. The plan from Elon Musk, the guy who heads up Tesla, was to build 5,000 Model 3s a month by the end of the year. At this point, that is not going to happen. There have already been arguments uh, or people, uh, maybe not an argument, calling out the fact that they're comparing Tesla to um, the helicopter engine. They made the movie Tucker. Thank you. Right now, you guys are yelling at the radio going, Tucker, hammer, Tucker. Uh, To Tucker, is this a modern day Tucker thing going on? I don't know. We'll find out. Hey, do you remember a few weeks ago? It was probably a month or so ago now that we had the story about how Ford was doing experiments with a driverless car on the street, except that it wasn't really a driverless car. They actually dressed up a guy in a suit to make it look like he was a seat, and then he was dri- and then he was driving the car. So he was sitting in a seat, but he was wearing a suit that made him look like a seat, so he was kind of camouflaged into it. Well, it didn't take long, but a television reporter in Virginia saw the car and chased the guy down. And he's actually got a clip from his cell phone. Here we go. Brother, who are you? What are you doing? I'm with the news, dude. Dude, can you pull over and we can talk for a second? I will admit that it looks it looks surprisingly realistic as it's driving down the road, but it's kind of funny because in the video you can actually clearly see the guy's hands are coming up underneath. Like, you know, you wouldn't, if you were driving past next to it, you wouldn't see his hands. He's grabbing the bottom of the steering wheel. So he's got to do the whole shuffle steer thing. I think the television reporter loses his credibility as a, as a reporter, as a journalist, by going, Dude! Dude, what's going on? Dude! I'm with the news, dude. <laughs> Can you say dude if you Dude! Dude! Singer Ed Sheeran, known for hits like Thinking Out Loud that he did on car- uh, car- car- Carpool Karaoke on The Tonight Show. Baby now! Take me into your loving arms. Well, Ed has broken his arm. Now, he was out riding his bicycle, and he got into a crash with a car, of all things. He was in London. Now, uh, one of the reports mentions, uh, doesn't, uh, none of the reports mention who was at fault in the crash. I find that kind of interesting. Nothing has been said about any charges filed against the driver or Ed at this point. So, all we know is that someone or both of them weren't paying attention. It appears that Sheeran may have to miss a number of upcoming shows, though, since he broke his right arm and he is a right-handed guitarist. Can't play the guitar until his arm heals up. You know, we've all watched the stories on television about those awful wildfires in California. Dozens of people have been killed, hundreds of people are still missing, and literally billions of dollars in damage have occurred because of this just, just terrible tragedy. But when we put it into car terms, folks like you and I, if you're listening to this show, it'll make sense to you maybe this way. The pollution from the California wildfires up in the San Francisco Bay Area has produced as much air pollution in just, what's it been, a couple of few weeks? Has produced as much pollution in just these last few weeks as they see in the San Francisco Bay Area from cars in one entire year. 
certainly our best wishes are with those teams fighting the fires and all of the, the victims that have been affected by that one. Finally, you've taken an Uber by now, right? Have you ever wondered about proper Uber protocol? What's the etiquette when you get into an Uber car? I, I liken it to when you ride an elevator. I live out of hotels a whole bunch. I'm on the road a whole bunch for work, so I'm, I do a lot of hotels, and I do a lot of Uber for that matter as well. Uh, there is, would you believe, there is an Uber driver in New York, and she has come up with a list of things that you can do to get a five-star rating as a passenger from her, and she actually posted it in her car. So here we go. Number one, she's at the top of the list. She goes, be friendly, but don't be creepy. Don't stare me down in the rearview mirror. It's creepy. <laughs> Number two, conversation rule of thumb. If you wouldn't say it to your mother or your employer, don't say it to me. I, I agree with that one. <laughs> number three, number three, she says, don't puke ever. It'll cost you $150 and your self-respect. Yes, that's true. They can charge your credit card if you do something like damage the car. Uh, number four, number four, don't ask me to drive it like I stole it or any variation thereof. <laughs> Number five, wear your seatbelt. Put your kids in car seats. Ubers can crash too. We are going through the list of things that an Uber driver says will get you a five car, a five star uh, report if you ride along with them in their Uber car. Uh, and she actually has these posted in her car in New York City. Uh, number six, number six, it says, I have asthma. Don't smoke anything. Don't vape. And yes, I can see you blowing smoke out the window. Fair enough. Number seven, when I ask you what's in the solo cup, the correct answer is orange juice. <laughs> Number eight, I'm using Waze for GPS. If you want to take a specific route, I need more than a five second warning. Number nine, number nine, please clean up after yourself. This isn't Hogwarts. There are no house elves here. Since I've never seen any of those movies or read those books, I have no idea what that actually means, but I know it had something to do with the movies and the books and stuff. Uh, and finally, number 10, number 10, the things, uh, the, the top things to do in an Uber car to get you a five-star rating as a passenger, don't get out of the car until I stop. Don't get out in the middle of traffic. Check before you open the door. Avoid getting hit by cars. Uber doesn't like it when that happens. It's bad for business. So there you have it. Uh, her list of top 10 things to do as a passenger in an Uber car to get a uh, top five, uh, top five star rating as a passenger in an Uber car put out there by actual an Uber driver. All right. Coming up in just a little bit. Uh, speaking of Ed Sheeran, we're going to do the shape. Uh, we're going to do the song of the week here coming up in just a couple of minutes. We'll do that one. But when we return, we're going to talk about the latest changes to IndyCar. They had a big, uh, big uh, announcement earlier this week. And we're going to find out what's going on with uh, with tracks, what's updated there. And we're going to hear from race car driver Graham Rahal. That is up next here on The Driving Show. I'm John Hammer. Stay right where you are. We'll be right back. We're back at it Saturday morning here on The Driving Show. Hey, how's it going? I'm John Hammer. Uh, a couple, yeah, a cup of coffee in hand right here. Good, good morning, man. Just, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that you're here joining us. And we're going to talk about some IndyCar right now. A uh, very cool story earlier this week. IndyCar has made the announcement that they're going to return to Portland International Raceway for 2017. 
It's actually going to be part of a kind of like a West Coast swing as they close out the season. Uh, the season will still end over at Sonoma, which is kind of a bummer. I just I wish they had a more exciting race to finish out the season with. Uh, but uh, but it is what it is. But they'll be at Portland. Uh, what is it? One before the race. That's the uh, the second to last race, and then the last race will be over there in uh, in Sonoma. But it's cool to go back to Portland. Haven't been there in quite some time. It's been what ten years? Two thousand seven was the last time they raced at Portland in the IndyCar series. So they had a uh, press conference about this earlier this week. We get a chance to sneak in and take a listen to what's going on. Mark Miles is the president and CEO of Holman & Company. That's the uh, Holman George family that actually owns the IndyCar series. There are uh, There is a change. Obviously, Watkins Glen has come off the calendar, and I want to take this opportunity to thank Michael and everybody there for being a great partner, uh, jumping into the breach uh, when we had an opportunity Late in 2016, and doing everything possible to make us uh, to make it work, and put on a great event in 2017. But it was uh, turned out to be a really tough time um, in New York. So um, we're particularly pleased to be able to uh, to kind of replace uh, that traditional IndyCar venue uh, track that all of our paddock like with um, another old friend in Portland. And we're out here now with Graham. Um, making the announcement in Portland about returning to Portland, and uh, we think that makes sense for the series. The, the last part of the series will be the swing on the West Coast from Portland as the penultimate event to Sonoma, and we ought to say our thoughts are certainly with our friends in Northern California today. Um, but we think that's great for the series, and it's a market that we really want to get into, and we think it will be a great success here. And they brought Graham Rahal out to tell us about it from a driver's perspective. What's it going to be like to be back at Portland? Well, you know, it's uh, it's a fast place. A lot of great, uh, a lot of great moments have come at this track. Um, you know, but it's it's got a lot of high speed corners, a lot of flowing sections. But with the new 2018 IndyCar, I fully anticipate that uh, it will provide some some very 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 close racing uh, and exciting racing for all the fans. You know, I think it proves once again why IndyCar racing is. Is, uh, is the most challenging format uh, and most competitive form of racing uh, in the entire world because you have to be good not just on one type of venue or one style of track, but on, on everything. And uh, so, you know, it's uh, I'm looking forward to the challenges ahead. I'm excited, you know, to, to be back in Portland, uh, to be here today. I'm uh, going get, to get a chance to see the track here in a little bit. But, um, you know, it's a place I've had a lot of memories at and uh, in, in racing myself. I know I think there's eight of us uh, in the Verizon IndyCar Series today that, that have raced there in the past. And so it's a, it's a good addition. But, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a great uh, schedule. As, as Mark said, it would be great if it uh, can continue on like this. We're seeing a lot of continuity uh, with our venues um, and, and dates and things like that. So it's, it's nice because even from, from a team perspective, um, you know, it's pretty consistent and, uh, and we know where we're going to be at what time of year, which is, which is great uh, and certainly a change from the past. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. And Portland has a phenomenal IndyCar series. I mean, back in the day, I mean, some of the top guys have, 
have have won races there. Uh, Al Unser Jr., Mario Andretti, Bobby Rahal, right? So we just heard from Graham. Graham's dad, Bobby, has won there. Uh, Danny Sullivan, Emerson Fittipaldi's won there a couple of times. Michael Andretti's won there a bunch of times, as a matter of fact. I know that Zanardi's won there. Mark Blundell. Remember Blundell and Gilles DeFerrin? He's won. Max Pappas. Cristiano D'Amata's won there. Fernanda, Adrian Fernandez. Uh, Sebastian Bourdais won there a couple of times. Even uh, now NASCAR guy, A.J. Allmendinger, has won there as well back in 2006. And that was pretty cool because he was, I mean, he was a great racer. But you talk about close finishes. Portland International Raceway is really good for it because at the time, at the time in 1986, it was the closest finish in IndyCar history. Michael Andretti ran out of gas on the final lap. His dad, Mario, caught up to him and caught him right at the line for a 70 thousandths of one second victory. That is a 0.070 finish. And then in 1997, a decade later, it was, again, at the time, the closest two and closest three-car finish uh, in IndyCar racing history on a road course. Mark Blundell wins. He beats out Gilles DeFerrin by 27 thousandths of one second and beat Raul Boisel, who was in third place, by just 55 thousandths in essentially a three-wide finish. So looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great race. Uh, it usually is. The fans out there are definitely clamoring for something to do. Uh, the Rose Cup races have always been real popular out there with um, uh, the the, um, the Trans Am series. They've got a great history out there. So it's very cool to see IndyCar going back to Portland International Raceway. Now, here's the bummer part, though. You noticed early on when uh, when, when Miles said uh, about losing Watkins Glen. I mean, we've lost Watkins Glen. That is... I mean, wow, you guys, there are a handful of just legendary road courses on this planet, and Watkins Glen is one of them. I mean, it used to host the Formula One Grand Prix, for goodness sakes, right? So what's it like to to lose such a an iconic racetrack? Well, obviously it's tough, you know, but uh, at the same time, we, we uh, I think as a series, uh, you know, have to continue to go to places that... Uh, that we see great crowd support. Um, I think if you look at the IndyCar series across the board, we've seen great uh, increases in, in, in fans and audience at the, at the track. Uh, we've got to keep that going. As much as I as I love, there's tons of places I'd love to go race at. But you know, we uh, we we selling. I don't even know how many tickets, but you know, the place needs to be packed. Um, you know, and, and, and a lot of venues that we go to are successful at that. I mean, look at St. Louis, 40,000 whatever people there. Um, you know, but, uh, but we haven't seen that at Watkins Glen, and, and it's a shame, you know, because it, it is a great track, but we've replaced it, uh, you know, with, with Portland, where I think we can have a lot of success here. I'm already getting, you know, a heck of a lot of buzz on social media about it. I, when I go up to uh, to Courtney's races in Seattle, often I get questions about when we're coming back. So, you know, to all those fans, you know, we're back, we're here now, and uh, I'm excited to see what they can do with it. I get it. I mean, Graham's got to play the corporate line on this one, but you know he's disappointed in not being able to, to, to go back there. And again, if you are one of those people that, uh, if, if, you had to, if you had to choose between racing at Portland or racing at Watkins Glen, which one do you pick? I, to me, it's it's like a no-brainer to pick Watkins Glen. It just it just does. Plus, IndyCar ran it the right way, not like NASCAR without running the boot. I've never understood that. Yeah, NASCAR. 
get off your high knees and run the, the proper configuration over there. So again, I'm not taking anything away from the from the guys over at Portland. It's a great place. It's a great track. It's got great history. It's got great IndyCar history. It does. It's got all those things. But man, alive. I mean, you figure it would have been awesome if we could have figured out a better way to, you know, could we could we ditch? I don't know. You could have could have ditched something, I, I, I suppose. But all right, all right. I'm off my high horse. You know, I'm a traditional road course guy. I like that kind of stuff. That's just what I prefer. It is time for us to take a break. We're up against the clock here. Uh, coming up later in the show, Motorsports Update. We're going to talk a little more about what's going on in Formula One. We're going to talk about uh, the last lap pass that got Keselowski, his victory uh, that last weekend in Talladega. We are going to talk about a story. There's a story coming up later in the show that, that include a topless woman. Obviously, a vehicle is involved in this one. And uh, of all the crazy, I mean, death, death. Oh my God, this is crazy. It's a, it's a wild, it's a wild story. But you got to hear this one because it involves doing some things that some of us have done on our own that we've done ourselves. And maybe it's not such a clearly, it's not such a smart choice. It got caught up in her. And now, also, if you were listening earlier in the show, you caught a hint at our driving show song of the week. Well, maybe not the song, but at least the artist. We're going to get to that coming up next. Stand by. This is The Driving Show. My name is John Hammer. I'm glad that you are here, and we will be right back. So how are you going to know if Dale Jr. is slipping in a race, maybe at your local short track next year after he's fully retired from full-time NASCAR competition? Would you believe he has been known to use an alias in the past? We're actually going to hear from Dale Jr. and find out what that alias is. That's coming up in just a couple of minutes. Welcome back to a Saturday morning here on The Driving Show. It's super good to have you here. Uh, my name is John Hammer, and it's time for our Driving Show Song of the Week. Each week, we grab a great song that has something to do with There's some kind of a car tie-in on here, and today is no different Earlier in the show, if you caught us during the news, we found out that British singer Ed Sheeran broke his arm by getting into a car crash while riding his bicycle. No kidding. How crazy is that one? But that said, Ed has, uh, you know, he's got a great a bunch of great songs, so we're going to use one of those things as our driving show song of the week. This is Shape of You, our song of the week right here on The Driving Show. A club isn't the best place to find a lover, so the bar is where I go. Me and my friends sat at the table doing shots, tripping fast, and then we talk slow. Come over and start up a conversation with just me, and trust me, I'll give it a chance. Now take my hand, stop it, and the man on the jukebox, and then we start to dance. And now I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love. Your love was handmade for somebody like me. Come on now, follow my lead. I may be crazy, don't mind me. Say, boy, let's not talk too much. Grab on my waist and put that body on me. Come on now, follow my lead. Come, come on now, follow my lead. Can we 
we're going out on our first date You and me are thrifty, so go all you can eat Fill up your bag and I fill up your plate We talk for hours and hours about the sweet and the sour And how your family's doing okay And leaving, getting a taxi, kissing the backseat Tell the driver, make the radio play And I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love Your love was handmade for somebody like me Come on now, follow my lead I may be crazy, don't mind me Say, boy, let's not talk too much Grab on my waist and put that body on me Come on now, follow my lead Come, come on now, follow my lead breaks his arm while getting into a car crash, but he wasn't in a car. He was riding a bicycle and got into a crash over in uh, London, England, uh, just uh, what a week or so ago, just a couple of days ago. And uh, yeah, so he's feeling better, but he's got to heal up before he can play guitar and get back on tour. So in the meantime, Shape of You. It was the number one song on the Billboard charts here in the States and all over the world. Ed Sheeran and our driving show, Song of the Week. All right, hang tight, guys. When we come on back, we're going to find out what was that story about Dale Jr. using an alias and a woman died on vacation it's a terribly tragic story but there's an oddball car twist to it so stand by for the and and nudity Uh, did that get your attention yes nudity dead woman car it all comes together yikes next right here on the driving show i'm john hammer stay right there Mm-hmm. Nice to have you guys with me. It really is. It's good to be here Saturday morning uh, on The Driving Show, where we get together every week and we talk about driving cars, we talk about some motorsports, we talk about the, the world of cars and things going on in and, and the world of that. And uh, Coming up in a little bit, we're going to talk about our motorsports update and see what's going on, what happened at uh, at uh, Talladega in NASCAR last week, what is going on in Formula One. There's silly seasons going on, so we've got that coming up in a few minutes. But a really wild story, uh, a Ukrainian woman, this comes out of uh, the Dominican Republic, A Ukrainian woman has died while on vacation in the Dominican Republic. Check this out. She was driving. She was a passenger in a car that was driving down the road. Now, her girlfriend was videotaping her. 
Now, clearly, they were having a whole lot of fun on vacation. She was topless, leaning out the window of the car. And when I say leaning out, I mean, I've actually seen the photographs of this. And uh, have you seen them? Do you know the, the story here? If you don't, check this out. So she was leaning out the window of the car. I mean, we're talking full waist up kind of thing. I mean, way hanging way out the car and clearly hooting and hollering and, you know, having, you know, I, I mean, she's acting like she was drunk. I mean, really, that's what, you know, I think about my, my, I had a buddy of mine that did that once when he was just plowed hammered. And I wonder if she was, it didn't say anything about that in the story. So anyway, short story is she's leaning out the window, hooting and hollering. Her girlfriend's driving the car while filming this all on her cell phone, right? Driving down the road, and all of a sudden, wham! Right into a street sign. Killer. No kidding. Yeah. Can you imagine? Could you imagine if you were the friend that was driving the car? Now, the, the story that I ran across in the news that was talking about this is that the, the friend who was driving the car was... It says it says was technically not doing anything illegal. She wasn't speeding. She wasn't swerving in and out of traffic or anything. Her friend died because her friend was just being dumb right it was being dumb so there were no charges pressed against uh against the girlfriend but wow I, wow i can't even imagine that would be just that'd just be crazy so here's the lesson the life lesson here right don't hang out the car don't don't do that oh god lord don't do that uh dale jr right nascar star dale earnhardt jr he retires from full-time racing after this season's all over, he's still looking for his first win. He did have his poll at Talladega last week, but not enough to get the victory. There's talk about him maybe going back and maybe sneaking in a short track race here or there. But if he did, would he use his real name or would he use an alias? And if so, which one? Because, yeah. As it turns out, he's used an alias in the past. Here's Dale. What name? Oh, uh, William Bonnie. That was Billy the Kid's name, and that's what I used at hotels. So maybe, um, yeah, yeah. used to. <laughs> well, I don't sleep. I don't sleep in too many hotels anymore. But uh, William Bonnie was uh, always uh, sort of the moniker that we would use in those kind of situations. But I doubt I would even try it. I think I'd just come on in there and race and uh i wouldn't really have any reason to to hide i suppose um i might enjoy signing some autographs or uh just kind of being that and being in that environment as a driver uh that's going to probably be very hard to quit cold turkey so it might do me some good to to kind of have those feelings again and and just be down in the pits and and roaming around and and <clears throat> i've been there as a car owner and I've ex I was lucky enough to be there at one particular race where we won, so we got to take some pictures in Victory Lane, which was a lot of fun. But I'm sure I'll miss that as a driver. That's definitely uh, going to happen. And uh, I know I, I don't want to uh, make this sound like that I have plans to do this, because again, I got uh, I have a, a wife at home that's part of this discussion uh, before it happens. So I have to make sure that it's good for both of us, and it's something that will be fun to do and and then maybe i go i go do that how, how about that 
You just never know when somebody's using their fake name. I, Dale Jr., there's no way that Dale Jr., even if he shaved that silly scraggly beard off, I don't think there's any way that Dale Jr. could roll into your local short track and get away with racing without being spotted. He's just too big of a name. But what do you think? Do you think he's done racing? Done, done? I don't think that. I don't think so. Like he said, you can't just quit cold turkey. I mean, you're a racer. That's what you've done your entire life. You're going to do something. He's going to do something. He's going to wind up at a, at a short track somewhere. Okay, time for us to take a break. When we come on back, you guys, time for the motorsports update right here on The Driving Show. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm John Hammer. It always seems I get to this point in the show, and I always find myself going, really? Last segment of the show already? This thing's just flying by. Uh, it's The Driving Show, everybody. Good uh, good to have you here with us. Uh, thanks for sticking around through the break. Uh, if you just stumbled in here, we're talking about cars today. That's what we do every Saturday morning this time of uh, this time of the day. Uh, it's a great way to kind of kick off the weekend, you know, and get moving. I did have a chance to sneak over to a car show last weekend. It was it was okay. It was, it was all right. It was at uh, one of those classic car places that sells cars on consignment. Uh, and so uh, it was a bit of a cloudy day. Didn't have a huge turnout, just a few dozen cars on display. But there were some really awesome cars inside which always makes me want to buy more cars, which is always a dangerous thing because I shouldn't be buying cars. <laughs> right? right? You're the same way? Do you bring home orphan cars? I'm so guilty of that. I, I absolutely have. I got in huge trouble once. I brought home an Alfa Romeo Milano Platinum, 1987 Alfa Milano. Uh, worst car I ever owned. Absolutely the worst car I ever owned. Fun car when it ran. It just didn't run very often, but... Yeah, what are you, you going to do? Going to those places, going to shows always gets me, uh, always gets me in, in trouble, for sure. All right, it's time, uh, time now to take a peek at uh, what's going on in the world of motorsports with the update. And now for your listening pleasure. <laughs> it was a last lap pass. It got Brad Keselowski the victory at Talladega last weekend, but only 14 of the 40 starters finished the race. That was crazy, man. Well, you know, you... <sighs> You love to be able to pat yourself on the back and say it, it's all skill, but there is some luck that's involved in this. You know, in 2014, we were in one of the big wrecks, and it just hit us in an area. It didn't damage the car to affect its performance. Very similar here today uh, where we, we made it through the wrecks. But um, So, you know, we wrecked out of the last three plate races, which really stunk because we had great cars at those, and, and I thought we made great moves and led a lot of laps. Um, so coming here, it's kind of felt like, you know, uh, a hand of cards where you're like, well, I can't keep getting the bad cards, so I'm going to get some good cards. Uh, and when you get them, you better make a good play with them. And, and I think we probably felt that coming into today. You know, you have to take the races where you don't have bad luck and, and win at them, and, and that's what we've been able to do. And um, today was one of those days for us. Now, this weekend, NASCAR is racing at Kansas Speedway, and for the first 19,000 people in the door, uh, they will get a special Dale Earnhardt Jr. commemorative pin celebrating the fact that he has uh, raced there for 19 years. So there you go. If you happen to be stumbling into the uh, into the race tomorrow over there at Kansas Speedway over in Formula One, their silly season is well underway. We know that Felipe Massa is out and there are quite a few folks looking to win his seat at Williams, including former Formula One drivers Robert Kubica and Paul DeResta. But there's an interesting wrinkle going on in there. See, over at Renault, they've said that they're going to help Jolien Palmer get another ride in motorsports. Which sounds to me like a really nice way of saying, you're not racing here anymore. Uh, probably because he's wrecked a whole bunch of their stuff. 
he would uh, no li- no doubt like to have that Williams ride, but he may be a long shot. Renault has a solid presence in Formula E, plus they've got partnerships through their sister company, Nissan, in a number of different GT series around the world, and even the WeatherTech series here in the United States. NASCAR and Goodyear do, uh, did some tire testing uh, this past week at Charlotte Motor Speedway, looking to finalize the track configuration for the Roval uh, coming up next October. Uh, so the, the Bank of America 500, which we had this, this past, uh, just a couple of Saturdays ago, uh, was, uh, or Sunday, I suppose. It was Sunday this year, not a night race. Uh, but anyway, it was. Uh, it's going to be on the Roval next year. So it's the combination of road course and oval at Charlotte Motor Speedway. What's interesting, they've already made a change from the original test configuration uh, of the track. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger did that back in January. And then what they did is they basically ran almost the entire oval coming out of NASCAR 4. You'd stand on the brakes and just past the flag stand, you'd make a hard left and cut into the infield. You'd run through the infield road course and you'd come back out around NASCAR car one so what they've done now and i don't did you happen to see the video of uh of uh, keselowski practicing for the uh for bank of america 500 he he lost it and he was doing 180 mile an hour drift sliding the rear end of the 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 blue deuce sideways up against that yellow wall didn't hit anything and he made this escape down what looked like the pit road but it wasn't that's actually a new chicane that they've already paved in to the front stretch of the uh, of the speedway there uh, the front stretch at charlotte and that's going to be part of the roval so what they did earlier this week is they ran they ran that roval but they tried different configurations for essentially a bus stop chicane like they do at uh, daytona in florida same kind of thing you come out of nascar 2 come rolling down the the backstretch there and at daytona it's about yeah probably two-thirds of the way down the backstretch i suppose you got to stand on the brakes, downshift a gear, and then just kind of pitch it in. Now, at Daytona, you're hauling the mail. I mean, I, I raced there at that track it was probably three years ago now, and I only had to go from fifth down to fourth gear, and we were going through there still at just about triple-digit speeds through the bus stop. It was nuts. It was really crazy. So they're going to try to do that same thing at Charlotte. So uh, so you'll have uh, you'll have that funky chicane up on the front. You're going to have a big chicane on the back, and uh, it's, it's going to be exciting. Uh, And while Charlotte isn't a new track, this configuration is the first new track layout for the Cup Series in over seven years. Again, we're going to have that next October. Looking forward to that one. Amy Earnhardt, uh, Junior's wife, will drive the pace car Martinsville next week. It's Dale's final race there. He won there in 2014. Is on a bit of a high after last week's pole position at Talladega. And finally, I have to admit that, yes, yesterday was my birthday. And uh, I appreciate all the well wishes from everybody uh, on social media that's uh, very nice. You guys are all very, very kind. Uh, it's hard to believe that I've made it this long. You know, you get to this point in life and you're just like, man, holy, I'm 48. So I turned 48 years old yesterday. But what is it about winning on your birthday? What about that, huh? In NASCAR, it has only happened to three drivers. It's happened four times to three drivers. Cale Yarborough, his birthday is March 27th, and in 1977, he won at North Wilkesboro Speedway, and then he did it again in 1983 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Kyle Busch, his birthday is May 2nd. He won at Richmond in 2009, and that's when he became the second driver to win on his birthday. And Matt Kenseth, his birthday is March 10th. He won 
in uh, 2012 at Las Vegas. So three drivers have done it. They've won on their birthdays. It's happened four times. Akil Yarborough getting two of them. So that's kind of a kind of a cool deal. It is uh, we're up against the clock, you guys. It's time for us to get on out of here. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. I certainly appreciate you hanging out with us for a little while and talking some cars. In between the radio show every week, we're pretty active on social media on Instagram at the Driving Show and thedrivingshow.com. We'll take you right on over to our Facebook page. You're always welcome to come on by and take a peek. We've always always got some fun stuff up there. Uh, we'd love to see your input as well and uh, and come on by and say hi. All right. In the meantime, I hope you have a great, safe week. Be safe out on the road and have a lot of fun driving cars wherever you may be. This is The Driving Show. I'm John Hammer, and I'll see you next Saturday morning right here. Take care. Bye-bye.